Welcome back to WTF and Fun and Deal with Splicey and... The Fox Danger. And today we were going to do an episode... Oh, this is familiar, Fox, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit, man. Familiar. Uh, we were going to do an episode today. However, it, w- it was a very... We've been working to this episode for a while, so maybe it's good we have more time to prepare. But, you know, our guest, their their wife's water broke the night before the episode. <laughs> so the, there goes yeah, that. Yeah, and I was... I was kind of late to the party. I'm letting you know too, but yeah, this this episode that we were going to record is actually in a longer time coming than even the the Blue Mage one we had just recorded. We've been talking about it for quite a while. Yeah, that's a bit of an understatement, Fox. Because like, what five hours before we're supposed to do this, it's like, oh, his his wife went into labor. I'm like, what do you mean his wife went into labor? <laughs> oh, oh, by the way, man. Yeah, my bad, guys. Uh, at any rate, we have no talking points for this but we're gonna we're gonna do this freestyle but with the topic that we've thought about so i got some stuff rattling around in my empty head next to the loose screws yeah and i get to kind of be a i i guess a bit of a hypocrite in this episode because uh i not only am against it what we're going to talk about but i've actually participated in it quite a bit too um over the history of playing this game so um it's something that i'm pretty sure affects everybody in one way or another whether they realize Everyone's going to be shocked when I tell them I murked at level 75 as a black mage. I should. I'd be shocked. It was it was very different, but we'll get into that when we start. So, we don't have many segments because we did not. I haven't been doing anything in-game, so there's been kind of toy amidst spicy and Dyson. There's been no puppet action. I have a few puppet parts left to sell. I've lowered the price a little bit because people don't seem to want to buy my <laughs> stabilizer and my last couple coilers. But they will eventually yeah, You've been go. uploading like every screenshot about that, too. Mm. Speaking of screenshots, if anyone's in our Discord, there was some fun drama. Yeah, we're not gonna sure was. we're not gonna talk about it on here. But if you're in there, you got to see the the, the screenshots of stuff that wasn't in the auction house thread. Uh, we got a nice feedback during that because <laughs> we didn't get feedback yeah. in other places. We got we got feedback during that event. Um, just randomly, someone decided, you know, they said. It was the Penguin of Doom. They go, weird place for review, but <laughs> I appreciate you and Fox's podcast because it's just two dudes, sometimes a guest shooting. Uh, the shit feels real. You contrast each other well, too. That's not something you can, that can be forced. So uh, thank you, Fox, for being my better half, other half. Yeah, no problem, man. Way to, uh, you know, kick off some tangents when I need to go on tangents and stop talking. Oh, I am the tangent master until if ever if ever a day Murk comes on, then we would know who the real tangent master is. But until then, it is myself. Fair enough, man. So besides other drama, I mean, someone's been sending some photographs around for for exchanges of favors in game. That's been fun to see unfolding. Not going to go any further than that, but that's that is quite a terrible fest. Yeah, it sounds pretty awful, man. Uh, yeah, especially when you don't solicit them and people send them and you go, oh, God, why did you do that to me? And I just I, what what a way what a way to preface the sewers of Final Fantasy XI, and you know with, uh, with what's <laughs> oh, going on. Right now. Oh, we're we're getting the whole thing there. So, on a better note, uh, last note of drama. What is it? A few days ago, I woke up. My alarm's on the phone. Obviously, I have to look at my phone, and I have a message from Rooks, and I go, "Okay," and it's "Congratulations!" Like caps lock, every letter is spread out, and I send question mark, and he's like, "Actually, what? Hold on, what does he have?" I don't want to misquote Rooks. That's fair. That's fair, man. And for those of you who may be a little disjointed from what's going on, uh, Spicy doesn't really interact with XIAH that much anymore. I talk to Rooks sometimes. Him and I are on... on yeah, terms. 
Oh, okay. Ha ha ha. Of all the responses, that's the best possible one. Then he links me to a thread where on auction house, Kara told everyone that we're getting married this summer. Oh boy. Yep. Are you? Yes. Oh man. So there's good drama. Not all drama is TNT, as in that terrible network in American television, and not all drama is bad XI drama. This is good XI drama. Yeah, well, I guess pre-grats, and... We'll see. I screw everything up. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why I was just kind of going to be in wait-and-see mode. Yeah, my last thing there is I said, Papa Rooks, I feel like you would have good life advice for me now. Got any rattling around up there? And he said, I mean, I do have an experience being married to a woman who should have done better, so maybe... There we go. I think that's all we really need to say about it, then. Yep, that was that sums that up. All right. Uh, okay, so. How do we really want to kick this off? Because, I mean, obviously they know by the title by now, um, unless it's some sort of like weird, deranged title, which really isn't our style. But, I mean, I imagine they know by the title by now um, what we're going to be talking about. And that is murking and sixboxing, and we're going to kind of lump it together to kind of illustrate a point, too, right? And maybe not even six boxing because you play, you know, maybe five boxing with a trust or something. Hey, but but any level of severe multi boxing. And yep. anyone who knows anything about me knows that I am one of the most vehemently opposed and vocal people on the matter. But this is going to be more than me yelling shit. That's right. And I'm on the other side of the fence where I actually think murking is fine. And I'm going to put a huge, huge asterisk next to that. Because it really hurts the community. That's part of what we'll talk about. But I don't, I'm not negative on it, but I also feel like players should just play the game. And that's like my preferred outlook on it. I guess that's what it'll, it'll end up looking like. That sounds like a bit of cognitive dissonance there because how can it be fine and then go, but it hurts the community. So is hurting the community fine or? Well, I guess I can start by saying that if the, compu- if the community wants to continue to shoot itself in the foot, I might as well put myself in the best position I can and try to benefit it from it in some sort of selfish way, I suppose. Because if the community doesn't actually want to progress or, or get any better by enabling murking to exist and not going out and getting the things on their own, then they're still shooting us all in the foot anyway when we have to group up. I don't know. It's it's like, to me, the first thing I think of is when you say that is the argument of why should we pay for welfare for people that don't want to work? But there's people who do want to, who are in a bit of a rut or are trying to find their footing, much like people in this game. And they can't just be, you know, ignored or discarded because a lot of people suck. But you lose a, when you throw the baby out with the bathwater, I'm saying. You know, I actually, I, I very fortunately actually have a, a good a good point to that. Um, I was... Uh, late to this podcast, like I made spicy <clears throat> because I actually went and helped some people. Um, I went to help some people. And I did not think it was going to take this long to kill Fu, uh, but it did. And that's because the group was really green. And the thing about this group is it didn't seem like it was full of a bunch of like guild buyers who had, you know, paid mercs to get stuff for them. Like they seemed like they were like genuinely newly geared players and they were just trying to do this content. And they, they specifically wanted me and, and another buddy of mine, Abject, uh, from our link shell, Abject's a really good guy. And uh, we went out and we helped him do a foo because we're used to just killing the shit out of Omen bosses. And um, the, the run was interesting. It was much slower uh, because obviously you know, two people can't necessarily carry. Um, but they were new people. They didn't pay us to do it or anything. They didn't pay anyone else to do it. And uh, honestly, anyone starting fresh can do exactly that. Like if you make connections with people, 
and you just try to group up and get stuff done and you just know that there are people who know what they're doing and they can guide you through content um a lot of times you can just you can just get it done for free and just save yourself some guilt i guess yeah i mean that's how it's supposed to work it's not that shortcuts are bad right. i'm not one of those uh i got polio so everyone should have to get polio you shouldn't get the vaccine you should have to tough it out like i did i'm not one of those those oh, idealistic rigid morons but yes everyone get polio Back in the day, we had to walk. Why is everyone fast traveling? This is ridiculous. That's not playing the game. But I can't do that for my wheelchair. Handicap ramps. What's next? Non-smoking sections. I get what you're saying. So, but um, I was just I was just yeah, knocking yeah. people rigid. But before you know, when we talked about why do we play this game? So the reason people like games, in my opinion, and the reason people still play Eleven and the charm it has is immersion. When you get immersed in a game. It doesn't have to be because the mechanics are off the charts, the graphics are the best, it has the greatest, I mean, story is part of immersion. But, you know, it, it's not any one of those flashy things. It's not, you may enjoy Halo for a second or something, but it's not, it doesn't have the lasting power of keeping your immersion or keeping your interest like this game does. Not just because it's updated, but because part of this game's immersion, a core part of it in any game of this sort is the social interaction. And when you reduce the game's social interaction down to, hey, I want these items, that's part of the game, right? I want to be able to play with people and fit in a link shell. I need these items to do that. You don't. Um, you know, just, I want to just cut through to everything and that's that. But then it doesn't end there, as we've seen, because it murking has become such an uh, omnipresent thing in the past couple of years compared to several years ago. It's always been a thing. But it's not been the thing. It's like, you know, prostitution exists, but now it's like, instead of everyone going out and getting laid, everyone's buying a prostitute. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's the world's oldest profession. But it's also kind of Final Fantasy's oldest profession, too, in a way. I mean, obviously, there were crafting booms at the beginning and all that stuff, and people are just trying to get their feet. But I'm saying it cuts but... down on social interaction, and it directly stymies it through cutting through grouping up with people interacting you don't have to join a link shell just i want ambuscade i want this i'm going to buy it you know this and that and as long as you have gill you can cut through any red tape of social interaction in this game and that that directly trickles down to impacting everyone else's social interaction and it has a quantifiable negative effect where we see now that yells are reduced towards bot spamming and unless you use one of those nice add-ons like uh, Chia's Fuck Off, which is just F-O Lua, <laughs> or, uh, or the Shouts underscore ML, I believe. I use Shouts ML. Uh, unless you use one of those, your yell channel is not really usable, and that is a not a good thing for the longevity of the game. So I'm looking at it from the point of, I like the game. I've played it for long, far too long, and this is directly impacting you know, all these people post. Is the game going to be shut down? Is the game over yet? I don't want, I seen a lot of them recently, a couple times. I don't want to join. If the game's going to end soon. It's like, uh, well, who knows, but this is directly speeding that up. Yeah. It, in my opinion, in a way, I mean, it's, it's kind of apples and oranges. Cause I mean, the game ending is going to be a result of SE pulling a plug. And if they're going to do that, it means it's no longer profitable. So if a bunch of people leave the game in like a mass exodus, then, it doesn't have to be a mass exodus. It's just they're not going to want to play as much because someone yeah. someone like Murr, who always complains, this game's nothing but guild sellers, guild buyers, and mercs, and this and that, and I'm tired of this game, everyone sucks. As he likes to say on the phone sometimes. Um, That's why you, you don't always focus on the vocal minority, though. 
But those people matter, and they do influence the opinions of others. It's it's Correct. a thing. So it, it's not a mass exodus. It's people are going to be the the immersion will not be as warm and fuzzy. The nostalgia won't be the same. You know, people. It, it I think it will lead to a decline in population. I mean, so does not having updates. But I think that combined with murking is even worse. Yeah, I mean, when I said mass exodus, I, I'm, I was trying to think of things that would cause SE to accelerate any decision they could make on closing the game down. Like, obviously, it's not going to. Guys, by the way, people have been saying that for years, and we've tried to get it across to that the game is still going to be kicking for a while. Um, but yeah, it's not a, it's nothing that anyone should really... I don't know. When I type in, when did Final Fantasy XI end into Google, I mean, it gives me results. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it, it gives you results, and if you don't read them, you might think it's ended. So you know, um, but yeah, you you go further because I just said a bunch of of nonsense. Okay, so think of it this way: every time you pay a merc to do something, you're also paying for a social interaction to not take place. And being someone who's merc stuff, and a lot more in the past than recently, like seventy five era, I was a pretty big time merc. But uh, as far as like this this one nineteen era that we live in, or whatever now. Um, as, as someone who's marked a bit, uh, what I've noticed is that there's a couple of different kinds of players who who partake in it, and it's really two main kinds. And uh, I was talking about this with Spicy before the show, so it's probably ringing some bells, but I was talking about the players who will stand there and do nothing and just want you to take them through everything that goes on, and they just paid for a transaction and everything. And that's actually a smaller quantity of players. Um, the much larger quantity of players are the ones that while you're marking for them, they, they kind of want you to notice them in, in some way. And like a lot of times it seems like they they want to play with you. Like they're, they're not only paying for you to clear the content, but they also want you to be like, hey man, you're geared well. Why don't you help us kill this? And obviously, you know, if any merch are listening, they're, they're not going to let you do that unless you're like buffing them or something. Um, but uh, you're, they're, they're basically kind of, it, it kind of feels like they're, they're hoping that you'll include them. And that's the part that raises the biggest red flag for me based on what I've said on the podcast already is that you're, you're paying for social interaction not to take place because what you're doing is a transaction. It is not an interaction. It's a transaction. And those people are shooting themselves in the foot because they're, they're, they're trying to pay for a social interaction and getting a transaction anyway. And honestly, I feel that those people would be the ones who are most fulfilled just trying to find a group and experience the game with other people. Like, you, there's no reason to really pay for it. You know, that's like going back to the prostitute thing. People who fall in love with the exactly. prostitute instead of just, it, it's an interaction. It's it. It's, it's a transaction. You know, that, bing, bang, boom, is, wham, bam, thank, eh, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Exactly. And that and that's what I was kind of hoping that the people listening would, would actually get out of it is that it is exactly that. Like you're just, uh, merch are just real fancy prostitutes, I guess. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And no, they uh, they won't give the money back, no matter how good uh, you think the service was. One day when I grew up, I want a merc just like you, you know. Uh, yeah, well, that's what you see happen, though, is these yeah, people you... like pay to get there and then they perpetuate it afterwards because they then become mercs. And whether or not they're successful is a whole other story. The abused but become the abusers. Like they, yeah, and it, it, they kind of like idolize it. Like they think that it's like the real Final Fantasy endgame is to be some sort of successful merc. And there's, there's just so much more to it. That's what we try to get across in this podcast. It's kind of like idolizing a loan shark. But when I was <laughs> when I was a brand new starry-eyed player who couldn't find his way out of the port, as we've talked about, and roaming yeah. my way through the world, causing problems for others who needed to help me, um, I really did 
much more than I appreciate many things in this game now, I really, really did appreciate the help from those people. And it wasn't always easy for me to ask for help because that's, you know, that's part of my nature. Da, 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 da. But I really always wanted to be like, hey, I can't wait till I'm 75 and I can play and help you guys. And I just I want to help you guys one day. And I was like, I actually felt that yeah. way. So I feel like these people were going through those same steps I did, but because they're just cutting right to past everything without anything that's attached to the game. It's kind of just like they're hitting a dead end of something that should be rewarding them in a unique way they can't experience other games. Well, also, what they're seeing at the top differs than what you see at the top. So, like, what you saw at the top before was a player who had experienced the game, gotten through it, and was, like, really powerful. That same thing can be said with what we're witnessing here, but they're also seeing it as, like, people who are charging other people for stuff. So, like, in the 75 era and what you were talking about, um, you were living up to, like, that particular standard. Now, that particular quote-unquote standard has changed and that's what people see now as the powerful people in the upper end so, so therefore the only thing that they think they can aspire to and want to be cool like is them and that kind of helped or that hurts because it perpetuates that issue yeah so they're they're being starry-eyed to someone who's you know not helping them because they want to help them and they end up you know doing the same thing and you know i don't know how i know rmt is a bit of it and you can see when they nerfed the sparks, uh, all those bots that were farming sparks kind of became useless. And now the best way to make money for these bots is to, you know, sell job points and things like that. So I think that's part of the the swarm of 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 murking is a lot of it is RMT activity, and that's people who then pay those people get money to then get guild from them and then pay them that guild back in game to then you know. So it's kind of kind of like you know. In a lot of ways, it's it's very intelligent on the RMT's end. Because, oh, of course. Like back in the day, like RMT's not a new thing, obviously. Um, but the fact that murking is greater now than it was before is just a, an evidence of the player base growing up. So if we think about where where the money for this sort of thing came from in the past, it would have been from Mammy or Pappy's uh, credit card, right? But now that <laughs> we're adults and we don't need to lie to our parents about what we're spending their money on, and we're actually spending our own money. Um, then you can just justify and be like, you know what, I'm going to buy some gills because I'm going to buy this product or whatever, uh, that this service in-game. And then what ends up happening is you're just basically paying the RMT back for the service that uh, that you had purchased. So, I mean, the, the money is kind of cyclical in nature, and all they're doing is taking the real money out of the world and putting it into game money that just pays itself. Dude, when I was a kid playing this game, my parents wouldn't let me just use their card. It was a struggle to get them to let me, you know, can, I, can you pay for this game? You know, eventually they forget they're paying for it, which is fine. That's good. Responsible. But, you know, they wouldn't let, just let me be like, oh, I have to buy things on Coins. I have to buy a book on fledgling Amazon, you know? Yeah. But I, I think I think that's more it, though, is that, I mean, regardless of whether or not that was actually happening, there's still more of a, a um, an avenue for the money to to change hands now than it did in the past because you have pr hopefully productive adults generating that money and putting it back into a game that they're already hooked, you know? So I would love to see data on it. I don't think you'll so would I. be able to... Well, I haven't finished what I'm saying. Fox. Well, <laughs> I want the data. <laughs> There's no data on people asking mommy and pappy for their credit card. Pappy? Right. Did you call your dad pappy? Mammy and pappy. Mammy and pappy. You learn something new and odd every day. Um, I would love to see data on what I'm going to call a purely non-empirical observation here on my part. Um, at 99 cap, 
you saw a lot of RMT yells like bro sale and BR74 is the code and they would send tells and everything. You could spam a tells trying, maybe it was even before the 99 cap. Maybe it was, I, I can't say if it was the 75, the end of the 75 cap or the 99 cap. I want to say it's 99, but neither here nor there. Kind of, yeah. but. And then for a while, um, maybe it was 75 because during like the Abyssia era, everything on the auction house became kind of worthless and everything went rare X and you couldn't just at that point in the game, it was still alliance based content. So you would have to have like an alliance of mercs and all the tools like cure bots and, and all the, you know, I think gear swap wasn't a thing at the time. Still, if it was the start of Abyssia, it was still would have been spellcast. So not that, yeah, you know, like not that the XML is uh, less powerful. I mean, uh, auto exec is, is still an XML. So it has the power. It's just people weren't sharing those. So you didn't have the farming bots. You didn't have the carrying bots. You didn't have all these tools to let people go around multiboxing because surprise, the RMT are multiboxing too. Um, no way. You know, and you couldn't just go and kill everything and merc it for all this gill. So it wasn't as, as viable for RMT to go do that. So they still kind of operate in the shadows, fishing, NMs, things like that, and, and botting those kind of things. Uh, or, I mean, I, I can't say how well botting was back then because you remember the expensive paying thousands of dollars for the, the, the NAS bot or whatever, the NASA bot and things like that. But for the, the bot H&M, that was only going to claim it, though? Yeah, for the H&M link show. Yeah. yeah, only doing that. And now it's just, you know, every tool and mother is out there. Uh, I think fish botting was a lot more prevalent as a tool back then as opposed to, you know, anyone can get it now. But back then, you couldn't just get the farming tools and things that people can find everywhere now. I want to say that RMTing really kind of died out in this game for a while because you went from getting constant tells and the gill prices were like ridiculous um, to like getting no tells for a long time until kind of like sort of around like when Esha came out. I remember it started ticking back up, but it still wasn't super bad until the last two, three years, you'd say. Would you agree? Uh, Yeah, because uh, I missed the area you're talking about big click with me is the whole like uh, bro cell and tells and stuff like that and i remember that when i came back to the game in like 2017 and no was it because it it was i remember that specifically Hmm. because i remember not getting them for i mean because then they kind of actually made that um that filter that filters out spam you remember like you ever send someone a thing that says their message has been filtered by the spam filter or something I've never sent a message like that. I, I've remember, had it but, uh, sometimes. I know it happened. exists. I think that kind of curtailed it a bit. But then I remember RMT was not, I would say it's a shadow of what it was. You know, today, is, it kind of feels huge today. I don't know if it's ever been so big. It's way bigger today. Yeah. I, so when you progress like that, I guess if I'm going to look at it from an RMT point of view, you have to change your business model because you're not just paying for people who are going to buy stuff on the auction house anymore, which is a, primarily where all that, that gill went. Um, alternately it would have been for, you know, people paying for either uh, relic currency, because uh, you're making a relic weapon, I'm talking about 75 era, or it would be people paying the H&M LSs for those rare EX drops. Um, that's actually the first real murking that ever occurred, um, is when uh, H&M camps uh, wouldn't actually camp for themselves, because they had it, guys. They already had all this gear, for the most part. Um, what we would do is instead sell that to the people standing around waiting for whoever got claim on it. Yeah, I remember that, too. Yeah. So... That formula kind of backs off a bit uh, because SE implemented a lot of things to change that. I mean, Abyssia itself kind of killed that with the way that uh, that content played out. It was no longer waiting around claiming stuff per se. 
like most things were on like 15 minute timers, 10 minute timers. So you didn't really have to worry about that. And then um, it wasn't hard. I mean, yeah, kind it, wasn't of, really, it wasn't really hard. Like, yeah, there, there were ways to boost yourself outside of just gear, though. Like, I mean, Atmos played quite a bit into that. But like as, as far as like the, the models concerned, though, because people are, are buying less stuff off the auction house, like you've got to think of what Gil is really for. And in the game that it currently exists, yeah, I mean, there's some SU3 crafted stuff and there's always Remas that, that you would want to purchase or whatever. But in, in clearing content, though, if you're paying someone to do that for you, and this is where it kind of ties back into six boxing, um, the Mercs also want to be as profitable as they can be, whether or not they're actually RMT. So um, you, it, however many characters you have, sure, you have to gear them. But if you know that you're the one receiving that gill at the end of the day, then you're obviously cutting profits off from, you know, other mercs or, or whatever, who either could have paired up with you or otherwise. And I think that's kind of the driving force behind that. Now, as far as like the RMT is concerned, they have to change their business model in the same way. And in a lot of ways, because now they're multiboxing, uh, they're becoming a Jeez, lot more what? profitable. What? Yeah, I messages. keep getting messages. I Dude, I get messages all day. Turn uh, turn streamer mode on in Discord so you don't get booped I'm out. trying. <laughs> it's uh, it's <laughs> That drives me nuts if I'm sitting there listening to something you start hearing boops. But that's just You me. won't believe how many muted servers I have. Okay, so sorry about that, guys. Um, so what I'm saying, though, is that the same way that your mercs who aren't RMTs are using six boxing or five boxing more commonly or four boxing um, to sell that slot for Ambuscade or two slots for Ambuscade, the same way they're doing that is actually making the, um, the RMT more profitable as well because now they only need one person to man that station and make sure that everything goes okay while they play like several accounts who are just automated across everything. So in a lot of ways, RMT have changed that business model to become more of a macro scale than you know the the, the minor transactions that they could get off of a single person farming as hard as they possibly can. Yeah, because now all these tools are so readily available that not only are... I went to do... Yeah, I guess this is you know some Abentoyev on Dryzen there, my little puppet. Um, I went to do Kenkonken trials just killing some crabs by the bridge and stuff like that. <laughs> some asshole showed up. Yeah, you were the other asshole that showed up. Uh, there was an asshole there, a ninja, just botting their trial and, and just running around. And I, like, I'd gather them. I have a brew. I'd gather all the crabs. Or Carrot had the brew because she was helping me and, and complaining. But, you know, we'd gather all the crabs and just start pummeling away. And this ninja would be running around as a bot and just start attacking, you know, a crab and chasing it or running into the pile of crabs and trying to, you know, run into the crab as their daggers are out trying to hump the crab. And it's like, could you, could you stop? <laughs> it's so unnecessary too, because a lot of those trials only take like an hour each. What are you going to bot for an hour? What are you doing with your time otherwise? And and they were there too. So when they got scolded, they left, but it's like, does, does anyone care? I mean, I know trials are annoying, but I, I, the accessibility oh, yeah. of these tools is, is very annoying. Yes, uh, now that it's running rampant, you you'd almost kind of wonder though, uh, you know, based on that same logic, why more people aren't just trying to download those tools and just do it themselves rather than paying for other people to do it? You know, like if I'm going to be the devil for a second. Yeah, I like the devil's advocate. And back in the day, it was you know people had tools like for a while, uh, app radar and things could see the uh, see the VNMs when you're trying to do those trials yeah. or Imperium stuff back at ninety nine. For a while, you could see that, and you would know when someone's cheating because they just run right up and kneel on it and pop it and things like that. And it wasn't it wasn't super prevalent. You'd run into it, but it was always kind of like those back alley kind of shady things. But now it's now it's gone from the back alley to kind of overwhelming everything. 
yeah, look what people did with uh, or still do with mythics when they use all seeing eye. Yeah, they just they just zone into the mythic zone. All seeing eye just has the 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 thing already shown up, and they just trade it and and just leave. They don't even have to do the trial. But back to the point of it is, I think that RMT have exploded and their demand has exploded, not just because of the tools they now have, but before Sparks. Do you think, I mean, you were here before Sparks, right? Because you said 2017. Oh, yeah. Sparks came out when? Was that? That might have been even earlier than that. Probably like 2015, 2014, something. Like, I left yeah. in like 2012, I guess you could say. I was going to say before people selling Sparks, because uh, you would just run around and see Dragoon yeah. uh, bots everywhere, just killing everything. And it was like, that's kind of fine. They're out of my way. Uh, but now it's, it went from, I was always fine with the RMT historically, but now that everyone is buying Gil to pay these mercs, um, they are just everywhere doing everything because yeah, SE keeps can, cutting off their gills. So they're now they're in doing everything everyone else does. That's correct. Actually job. They, po- they, do. Yeah. Uh, they, they've taken over job points. That's job pointing is ridiculous. Yeah, oh, and, and for the record, I don't pay for job points or anything. Like I go solo usually. Um, but uh, I I just see people lined up around the block in those in those JP selling parties. Yeah, that was that was good because I was getting a hundred JPs on pup and I slapped all the people against the wall and that started uh that started quite, yeah. a, quite I put that in the Discord too that was that was a thing someone flipped out on me and was just yelling at me and then they 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 said they had to leave the party because I caught them paying Mercs or Jeb, like RMT or whatever and then they went back to town and started yelling about it and it's like come on guys wow you remember that. I do, and I mean, come on, have some shame, I guess. No, yeah, no, no not, not you, but that person. No, they don't have to feel shame, but a little bit of guilt and humility would be something. Um, so I was thinking, since we're on that topic, you know, if we just get maybe three Beastmasters to get down there, you could shut down these RMT. If people really yeah. want to, really want to throw a wrench into it, and they, they, maybe they're watching Lupin on Netflix or something, or catching up on something. I don't know. There's but, a few ways to do it. You know, you just go down there, charm charm the butterflies they're pulling or the bats they're pulling and and just send that to another one. You've locked two up. So now you just got to get a couple beastmasters there. You can lock most of the camp up and these people will certainly take notice. Correct. There's two ways. You can either do that or you can just claim lock all the mobs. That's definitely true. Um, or you can help them. I and know. I think I've described this before. Yeah, the, you help you... me keep pulling, but the one, I, I, before you even go into it, not to cut you off, before we even go into it, the one I was seeing at the bat camp in the bowl in Doe Gates where I went to get some points, they yeah. would only pull two mobs. They had a limit of mobs. The one pulls of the pebble, they fight a mob, they'll claim an extra mob. They won't pull extra mobs on top of that to prevent that from happening. But there are aggressive mobs, though. Apex bats are an aggressive mob. Oh. So if you keep dropping those mobs off on top of them, They'll actually just aggro in. So maybe one Beastmaster could shut them down. Oh yeah, I, I I used to do that. I used to help them to death. And yeah, you and you can't uh, get in trouble for things you can do. You can't get in trouble for MPKing because you're not MPKing because you're nope. leaving the monsters there. I mean, maybe they can call the the GM on you for that, but the the the, the bot RMTs aren't fine. going to call the GM on you. Yeah, uh, you can just say that you were in trouble and that you wanted to change mobs. Um, there there's nothing saying that you have to release the mob in a specific place or anything like there, there's there's no there's no text that says that's griefing but i that's think just you using lead mechanic. i would be interesting to see if since we're in a server server that's the only server that matters in this case because i'm sure other servers have murking <laughs> so i guess we should have prefaced that because asura being by far the most dominant place to play because of the interactions and because when i throw things on the auction house people actually buy it and it doesn't sit there forever which is, you know, I could not deal with that being the opposite because I sell some obscure things. Yeah. 
Um, Rua calls it uh, Moss Eisley, and he's absolutely correct. But if I can't imagine, I, I don't know how much gill these RMT have, but if you shut them down for a few days on and off, it would definitely start interrupting the supply chain, I imagine, after a while. That'd be interesting to say. Well, what I do notice is that they, they tend to adapt as well. So what's to stop them from also setting up a Beastmaster bot nearby, if that were to happen? Because we already know that they that they recruit them in droves. Let them try. Set them well, yeah, I mean, it just escalates, though. It starts to become like an arms race. I think the only way to really kill it is to cut back the actual suppliers. And well, the suppliers yes, that's the obvious way, but that's not going to happen. Well, no, but I mean, I think that's the most optimistic crusade that you can go on um, because they'll always be able to adapt with with robots and when it comes to a human player versus robots the, the robots are always going to win no not they, in this case you can outclaim them i was outclaiming them you can't but they'll just be back um what see that there's there's no there's no upkeep or cost to it it's just literally you run them and then you're it's your playing stamina against a machine that's going to keep looping. Well, no, the RMT that's would have to buy an account. They would have to gear an account up and speed run it there, which I'm sure they could do in a day or two. Yeah. But they'd have to do that multiple times to try and compete with, what, Beastmaster shutting them down? And if you get a mob and hold it, you still hold it. How long can you keep it charmed? Uh, you can keep charm like a half an hour at least. Yeah. Uh, you can also run it away from them and then uh, leave charm again. But that's, of course, you have to do that, though. And you would have to keep that up for hours. Um, whereas they may not, they may be making a sandwich or go doing their, their real life job. And this is just their job on the side. Like that, that's the perspective I kind of want to keep on it. Okay. Like, you well, can, you can wage war against them. How about this? It can be effective, but you'll lose to a machine. How about this? How about it's not a machine? I'm sure there are one or two people out there, not that we're listening here because, you know, and we'll get off this tangent immediately after this and go back to the, <laughs> the multi-boxing and murking. I apologize, everyone. Not, not that sorry, but I apologize for being off topic. It's interesting. It is interesting. That's why I'm going this way, because I'm interested in it. What stops you from speedrunning a character? Or, uh, there's people out there who have mules and don't care, or it doesn't matter how much they pay, they don't care. It, you know, What stops anyone from doing that as well, setting a bot up on Beastmasters and just holding the mob there with bots and just going AFK? Boss, boss to shut down the bots. Well, that's the conundrum, though, is that most of the people who have the crusade against this, against botting and everything, are the same people who don't want to be hypocrites and bot themselves, even if it's botting for a noble cause. I so don't I guess that, that's have kind of a the problem argument. with botting, per se. I have a problem with what you bought. I, I agree, so to speak. Like I, I like the beauty that comes from the program behind having to bot. Like I like solving that problem, but I would still rather play the game myself. My so problem really... is the fact that the camps are shut down by mercs who yes. are selling to people, not the bots themselves. The bots are a way to facilitate my main problem. Exactly. So if you use bots to combat them, that's all the better. That's that's better than anything. I'm not anti-bot. Like if it... someone needs something, like I'm anti-bot for like a, a crafting shield. But if someone needs something, like if you're bot, so here's the thing I had a problem with the ninja. It wasn't that they were a direct inconvenience to me. I mean, that's annoying in itself. They were already there before I showed up. They were just botting. Um, it's that if you're going to bot, at least have a bit of a gentleman, uh, you know, gentlemanly air to you and go bot Honor somewhere where you. people aren't. That's what you're supposed to do. You're skipping doing something. Go someplace people aren't and bot all you want. No one will know. No one will care. And I don't really have a problem in that regard. But when you're like going to the most popular area and botting, that's just, that's just stupid. And that's just annoying. Well, exactly. And let's think about you know, the, the statement where we're waging war against the JP sellers, right? Um, if you were botting that camp also, you are still destroying that camp. 
And I think, and you hit it exactly right. Uh, that is the the most negative thing that has come out of JP selling. It's not the fact that it exists. It's not the fact that it perpetuates RMT or anything. It actively hurts the players that want to CP in those areas and that are only geared to be able to CP in those areas. There's a lot of people who can't take, you know, out of Raskinar, in Raskinar. That's true. And, and and if you're botting there also, it's just adding yet another bot that's clean. That's true, but it's like cancer and chemotherapy in this case. Yeah. You're not, you're going to have to kill a lot of healthy tissues and cells just to get rid of the cancer here. And still die to it. They will, if it's shut down long enough, it will cause enough of a problem where the community will openly talk about it. And those people that are buying job points, they're going to get thrown under the bus socially. And that is a powerful thing to have a, a social, uh, you know, rejection by other people. Of course, they're not going to know. You have to keep it a secret, you know, kind of like yeah. white supremacists fitting in our society or something. But, <laughs> but, you know, it, it is, it will at least move the needle because at this point in time nothing does but that's not the point of this so we're, i mean we're still talking about job points and disenfranchising shutting down camps and stuff but let's yeah. let's move on back to back to I the agree. whole murking thing so i already said that murking hinders social interactions and i think ambuscade's a big one around that but oh what did you murk at 75 because at 75 i said i was a merc at one point and it wasn't like i was a real merc there was um on pandemonium I don't know how long it went on for, but there would be like a guy who would shout for black mages to come merc the kindred orbs. And like uh, if someone wanted like a Damascene ingot or something, they would say, I want like the ingot or, or this drop or something. And they would get that if it drops. And then in terms of all the other drops and whatever, like you wouldn't pay them. Um, uh -huh. you, you, you weren't getting paid to do it. You were taking the drops that weren't that drop and selling them or splitting them or whatever or something like that. Like the, the main guy would have the money and he would buy all the items for you, like at close to auction house price, or whatever, then spread it out to the group and then sell those items in the auction house himself. So you weren't paying, you weren't getting paid to do it, but you were clearing it for people so both people can make money. I can explain that. Uh, so what, what my group specifically did, and we did it far more low man than, than most groups did, um, so we could dominate more camps basically, is we primarily uh, merked Sky, um, every, every, every facet of Sky. And then we we marked uh, Faf Hog. Uh, we love selling e-bodies. And then uh, we also had a pretty good lock on Sandworm as well when Sandworm content came out. See that that Sandworm especially would be would be bothersome um, because you could sell that in the auction house and you're taking away from people who would actually buy it on the auction house, like the White Tathlum and things. But those drops weren't crucial. The White Tathlum was nice for a long time, but the other drops, like the yeah. Ancient Torque, was very close to Peacock Charm. But those drops, I mean, yeah, you want to have some of the best e-body was the best body and stuff, but that that was a limited sub-segment of the game. You weren't able to skip leveling. You, I mean, some people were. Actually, yeah, you were able, people were murking leveling back then, but it wasn't nearly as prevalent. Yes. You had the people doing the summoner burns in Korolaka Tunnel. So yes, that was we, a thing. We also sold the summoner burns. Yeah, the astral burns. But it wasn't like today where, you know, the amount of people not leveling now is off the charts. And leveling is a core part of this game. It's been, the, the barrier to leveling has been removed so much that it's almost mind-boggling to someone like me who's played for this long where leveling would take, you could take a month to level a job if you were trying. Some people would take months to do a job. You know, that time sink was removed for convenience and, and more, in my opinion, to make things more enjoyable because... You have content here. You don't need these time sinks. That's for when you lack content. Um, There's a lot of people who will argue that you know it doesn't matter if you burn your job. It's like you're not learning anything when you level. And I agree. Well, that is 
mostly true. What it what it does teach you if you actually level your job normally, which also doesn't really take that long, guys. Um, it's like is a day. It, is it, 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 it kind of gives you that that it gives you it starts building that muscle memory on playing the job though. So one of those things that I'll, that I'll reference for it is like let's say you're you're leveling Rune Fencer, right? You just have it burn for you or whatever. You're missing out on that that subconscious thing that you build up where it's like okay, I got to keep cycling my runes. Okay, I got to make sure that I'm cycling these buffs to make sure that they stay up in longer fights. You know that sort of thing. Like you're you're losing a lot of the um, personal automation that that you get. In, I think Geo is a better example. You know, uh, Geo, yeah, like, I guess you get them that don't up. even know what the bubbles do, or don't know how to use them, or how yeah. to place them, or move them. Yeah, they have no idea if the bubble's actually affecting anything. Absolutely, don't claim it. You know, stuff like that. But yeah, there, there's just a lot of muscle memory though that goes into these things, and just kind of like intuitively knowing your job that doesn't necessarily have like a lot of skill factor in it. It's just stuff that people take for granted that you should automatically know what to do when you play it. It's like just a base, and a lot of these people miss up on it. Like I, I've told so many rune fencers that they need to put runes on. Oh, or that they can use I do, yeah. I, I'm not kidding you. Or I, I've told a lot of rune fencers what valiance and validation were. See, that's you're never gonna learn. I mean, you might have learned, quote unquote. I'm doing the air quotes you can't see here, everyone. You might have learned what that does while leveling, but I mean, if you, you didn't have... if you didn't know it by the time you're leveled, that's because you didn't look at your job and read any of its abilities, even in the in-game yes. menus. I mean, that's that's just pure being a jackass it also helps when you when you're getting to know these jobs like actually seeing the product of what it's doing because not a lot of, like okay so when it comes to like valiant simulation for example like you know that it increases your elemental resistances right but what not a lot of people realize is that there's also enmity associated with it too and a specific target of enmity as well like th this is this is self-target enmity this is the enmity that's important when you're super tanked uh you know, when, when you don't have anything that you can effectively cast on uh, well, you know, that, that sort of deal. Uh, they, they, they entirely skip over the point, and I don't want to get into a spell interruption rate tangent or anything, <laughs> but, but you end up with a situation where people don't realize that, that if they don't have their spell interruption rate sets yet, that they can use these job abilities to hold hate in situations where they're getting interrupted. Like, there, there's a lot of stuff that you can figure out while you're exploring the job for the first time that, that maybe you can read about in the guide, but because you don't actually get to experience having to, to solve that problem on your own, and you just automatically think that you can go tank Dynamis, it, you're just gonna, there's just a way higher chance of failing. Fox, they didn't read the guide. They looked at the I gear know. if there was any listed, so they know what they had to go pay people to get them. So they I could, know. you know, it's, there's a lot of, when I leveled Rune, I didn't understand the job. I leveled it the normal way I do with it. You know, with trust, with carrot, and I both leveled rune. It's not like it took. You know, it was fun, yeah. But it's not like I just played it and and learned anything. I had to read what those things did on the wiki and like things after that to see any nuances. Like I didn't learn how to play the job until I like researched the job for a little bit or went to go fight things that mattered. So yeah, and I mean, it's not like you're even if you do the stuff that I'm talking about that you're just going to automatically succeed out the gate. I just think it, it helps build better habits. Yeah, that's true. Like I, I still watch fresh new fresh rune fencers who do everything you know, quote unquote, legit. I still see them just explode when they fight food for the first time. <laughs> was that tonight reference? Uh, sort of. Yeah. Oh boy. It, it was. I, I tanked the first iteration of that. And as long as they keep trying with their group, they will get better. So what? Exactly. The murking and everything is taking away from people is, I don't know if, there's probably a lot of multitude of, 
of reasons here that, that go into what the whole soup here is. But I think some people don't want to fail. Some people don't want to be embarrassed. Some people just want to win and they don't like losing. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of things going into that. But if you just have someone give it to you and think that that's going to solve your problems because, you know, you skip the thing that you're supposed to be able to do with the stuff you were buying to do, uh, you're not you're not going to find all those things you're looking for by shortcutting in this case. Because I don't know about you, Fox, but I have to say for how much we know of this game now and for how good guides are now as compared to how they used to be. There is no excuse for why I am seeing and playing with so many horrible people who don't have their shit together, whether they're a Red Mage casting haste for three minutes instead of eight, nine, ten, or or a rune fencer that spams all their abilities before they go in and doesn't do anything and doesn't, you know, and doesn't listen when you tell them, or a pup that stands in range with their puppet and dies to <laughs> Odin, you know, even though that only happened like once or whatever. But but let's say it happened plenty of times with that puppet. That was a good pup. I don't wanna I don't want to throw them under the bus because it was this these are all things that happened with us in Pico Groups Fox. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, because we mentioned them before in the podcast, too, for anyone who's a the, the continual listener. They shouldn't be this fine. bad. Like the, the puppet you're talking about was fine. Oh, yeah. But, I don't know that the, the puppet you're talking about was actually really was actually yeah, just fine. They were, but I'm saying that would be more of a normal thing and for, for people. The puppet was good. Um, but that's a normal thing that you run into with puppets. And, and just the people and for how good the guides are and for how good everything is in this game and our knowledge of it now, people shouldn't be this shitty. And it's because they're shortcutting and they're not playing the game and they're not making friends and they're not making social interactions and they're not, I mean, you don't make social interactions, but they're not doing all the things that come with the game. And these people burn out and these people leave. And meanwhile, the people like us who are still here enjoying the game have to deal with these people and it creates an atmosphere that's less enjoyable overall. And I hate these people. Yeah. So there I you do. go. I hate Merkings. Uh, I do too. Um, and that's why I said at the start of this podcast, I'm going to sound like the biggest hypocrite in the world. Uh, because I dislike the fact that I merc, but I also merc because sometimes I just have to know what's in it for me. Here's a good one since and we have no... Sorry, I, I thought you were done. Yeah, go. No, I thought you were done, go. Oh, I'm just saying that even if even if I, you know, even if you merc, it doesn't mean that all those mercs actually like the fact that they do, is what I'm saying. No, there are also cool guys who... We've seen there's a lot of different things going on, and this ties into the, the mental health episode that will happen one day. Over the rainbow, you see certain nameless people who have sort of superiority complexes or inferiority complexes where they have to yell about how good they are and how bad other people are. It's like, have you even cleared wave three, bro? Or, you know, oh, here's one I had people throwing at me. Have you even beaten Iroha, Splacey? Like, it's some sort of insult that I don't bother to fight Iroha. It's like, 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 and they they really think it's insulting because to them, it's a thing. So. To be honest, Iroha was actually one of the easier master trials I did. Just saying. But even even if you, you, you get all you know, these people are murking for Gil for maybe it's for their link shells. I've seen certain people give it to their friends. I mean, to make weapons and better gear and all the coolest stuff. But what does that mean? Because a lot of these people who have that, I mean, there are certain people out there, <clears throat> Ronstadt, who have the gear and still can't pull their own weight. Yeah. Yeah. And merc. And they merc. And I think that I think that's a result of what I was talking about before though, where they look up to the people who had merc before them and they think that that's, you know, where they need to be in order to be the next guy in the game. You know, everyone wants to be the guy. I think Ron is a pretty good guy, and I think a lot of the people would say that. 
He, as a person, Ron is pretty good. As an intellectual, he leaves a bit to be desired. But I, I wonder who poisoned Ron because someone had to have come along, in my opinion. I can't say definitely someone had to have come along, but I think someone came along and poisoned Ron and, you know, made him the way he is in game now. And I think he could have been a force for good. I think the vocal minority did. The vocal minority. So a lot of a lot of this stems back to the vocal minority always shouting for Rima this and Rima that. It's stuff we talked about before. And because that social pressure exists, people think that they're not good enough when they party with people who have these things. Um, one case in point is that that group I helped today. It's uh, Kakoa's friends. Kakoa is one of the people who joined our Discord soon. He's the newest member of my link shell that never invites new people, but he got it. And uh, we've been helping him out. And he has friends, and he wanted uh, me and another guy to, to go out there and help him do an omen run because they were having some trouble with it. And like the, the whole time, they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. I don't have this Rima, or I don't have that Rima, or I'm just not good enough. It's, it's like, how have you been browbeaten already to the, the point where, where you even need to make these statements when we're here just fine telling you that everything is okay? It, it's okay that I have better gear than you. Like, it's, it's not a matter of that. I'm here to help you out because you want to get better too. And because these people see like this Rima this and Rima that all over the place, there's a lot of social pressure there to hurry up and get those things because then they, they feel like they can be accepted. And I think that that's absolutely outrageous. Yeah, it is. And I think that really directly feeds into, that's a, well, that's a great point I didn't even think of, that, that whole ridiculous requirements that we fight against, the, the nonsense of needing yeah. Rima and the best gear. You know, I think that really... Because all this has to stem from something, right? So the, it, it, that's part of it. I, you know, I think that's really, really a thing that if people stop doing that, that would help a lot. And I think that also, well, where does the Rima thing come from? It comes from the ignorance of not knowing how to do the content or just thinking that you need to have the best stuff because you're struggling and that will stop you from struggling. So therefore, you will ask for it for all content. And if you think about it, it's in the, it's in the RMT's best interest for that to perpetuate itself because what are people going to buy their guild for? True. So anytime that, that these requirements come up or, or that you see them shout, uh, like right now I'm like staring at my, at my game and seeing them shout about the fact that their Samurai is doing like max damage with two geos. Like it's some sort of special two thing. Two geos? And by the way, guys, it, yeah. It, it, by the way, guys, like hitting cap damage using Tachi Jimpu is not difficult. Um, I can do it on my really bad Sam. People just were that. doing that almost cap damage with like yeah. um, just a mule geo and truss. I mean, and non injurious even. I, people were posting about Jimpu a long time ago. But imagine the perspective though. Like if you are one of these newer ish players, right? And you've say you've gone and even CP'd but solo or with a group before. And like you've gone up and you're, you think that you're okay ish, but you know you still got gear to go. And you go up and you hit that Apex mob and you do a weapon skill for like 8 to 11k. And then you look at these parties where these RMT are selling stuff and they've got like Idris Geos and this Sam probably has an Aeonic and uh, they're doing like cap damage. And all of a sudden they're looking up to this person that they're they're buying from, right? They're, they're basically just circulating that gill right back in. And at the same time, it's causing a condition where they're all of a sudden looking up to this damage too. Like, hey, eventually I can get to be at this point. But they're looking up to the wrong role model in this situation. Yeah, and... I don't understand why they would... I mean, I guess you see what's in front of you. I mean, if you're not yeah. looking for something, you're not going to find it. So you're not going to find the answers and role models you really want if you don't look. And to the credit of newer people, it's not always easy to look where you don't know where to look. You know, you have to keep your ear to the ground while you enjoy playing. And if you don't enjoy playing, don't. So like you said before, when you're 
buying things from Mercs, you're shorting yourself that social interaction. And that, that's where this, I, I hope we're doing a, some sort of job of illustrating this vicious circle. Like if you aren't building those social interactions, you aren't playing with those other people. So it was just like you said before, Spicy, like you need to play with other people. So you see how I've been camping uh, the pony, right? <laughs> I've killed that pony, you know, the past like three or four days straight. And You're talking about dark Yes, I've, I've been solo walking around trying to find the pony. Oh, no. Oh, it's been, I, it's, it's been good. You did it that one time, but I thought you were just memeing yourself. Oh, no, 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 no. I did skill up to 140 throwing skill by hitting the pony. But it was at like 139, so it's not a lot. Uh, but, you know, I enjoy things like that. And I could enjoy, without the social interaction, going around and just kind of like wandering zones I wouldn't normally be in, knowing that I'm working towards some silly personal goal I have that no one else would care about. I, you know, I want to eventually have my mule sign, you know, a plus one pair of sandals. And it's going to take a bunch of me just randomly going around one day and killing the pony, getting a TOD. No one needs it for anything else. It's worthless otherwise. For a yeah. pair of sandals that only one job in the game uses. So that's fun. <laughs> and I enjoy that. And that builds the basis for the fact that that's one thing. But without the other people in this game to interact with, you can only enjoy so much pony hunting. Yeah. And the result of, like, at the end of the day, when you, when you can't go, hey, check out what I did and have a laugh about it. Like, what's the point in the fact that you did it before, except that maybe you got some skill up? And... You know, signing it is like all cool and all. If no one else existed, it kind of takes away a bit of the a bit of the sheen. Because anytime someone checks me, if I finally make those plus one sandals, right now I just have the NQ, so it still works. They won't see that the plus one sandals are made by floppy seconds. <laughs> That's awesome, and it's all right. Oh uh, yes, it is. Great mule, great mule, floppy seconds. But yes, I mean, everyone goes, why, why is this game still alive? Because at its core. The people you meet... Look, I am marrying someone I met in this game. That's pretty fucked up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but think about that. Think about... Fox and I met and would never have met and wouldn't be doing this podcast if it wasn't for two other people so who play this game who met in this game and got married together. I mean, that that was... that's It's ridiculous. Just You're I think that alone right. says it. It's about, you know... <laughs> And th this is this is another side effect of like building up what you have with groups too, is that you know for for all of the butting of heads I do with with my link shell for example and like people in it like I still really enjoy these people like it, it may sound like like maybe I you know up on my high horse or whatever but I honestly wouldn't have the things I have without them and honestly I wouldn't have as good of a game experience on here without them either so I mean take that for what it is especially if any of you guys are actually listening <laughs> some are because um, abject posted nine days ago so right before the last podcast he posted he's the first person to post on the Podbean site um uh okay. I th yeah there's he's the first comment i was wondering when we we're finally going to get one because it's like you can email that's cool youtube comments great uh you could post in the thread on bg things like that people do that no one posts on Podbean because it's it's you know it's there to host and distribute the podcast you know they want to be their own platform great for them but people aren't going to use them so he went on there I mean, a good portion of the traffic and the breakdown comes in there, but nonetheless, he went on there and posted, Fox, hmm, I think I met that guy once or whatever, and I'm like, ah. Yeah. 
I posted. So I'm not gonna lie. I, uh, I I honestly don't even like, like. It took me a long time, like months, to figure out how to even get to the comments in Podbean. Yeah, you know what I said back to him because I have to speak for both of us. Oh, what's that? You don't meet the fox. The fox meets you. Oh boy, that's good, man. I had to think of something. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So I guess this is kind of a tangent, but I mean, when when not really. This it, it literally so I'm not... the basis of the game is you can enjoy a Final Fantasy, but I... You can love Final Fantasy VII. How many times are you going to replay Final Fantasy VII? Well, no, I was going to talk a little bit real quick about, you know, having good interactions with people after that that one dude that I had to blacklist. Oh, boy. And uh, look, I mean, we're under <laughs> a podcast, right? And I want to stress that I don't think either of us think that we're any kind of like weird celebrities. Just because you you make content. I commented on it today in the Discord. Yeah, we're, we're not anything notable like like it's we're just we're just people who fuck up you know sometimes that shit happens but like when when you listen to us and you think that, that you know just just remember that that we don't know you also so if you're gonna like send a tell to any of us just try not to be rude immediately because then they get to see you know the asshole fox and that that interaction didn't go well i'll just say that they might not have uh, meant it but they probably weren't someone you really want to interact right but but don't just assume and i guess this kind of goes into like building social interactions with other people like don't just assume that they know you're joking or that they know your personality you know like you you may get a good feel for what our personalities are but but don't think it goes like the other way and and this is true of people in game too like if you like say have played with some people before like don't just assume that that they know you and you know, don't just like immediately come off with like off color humor or or something like that or right off the bat, because I don't think it's going to get the response that you necessarily want. If you say the right things to me, I will light up like a Christmas tree. The problem is most people don't ever say the right things to me. Yeah, that's probably true. But yeah, as, as a part of that celebrity thing, I like today when I another time of me waking up and looking and seeing there's messages there. No. The guy who said today that I came back briefly 2018 in the Discord and used Spicy's Blue Guys to get myself to 119 and into like Adamar plus one slash whatever. He seemed to be the minor, a minor celebrity. So my comment oh, no. was, I like that you said minor. I'm certainly no celebrity. Yeah. So I don't want us to ever come off that way because that's definitely not the case. But just kind of kind of watch it, though, when you when you have interactions. And again, not just with us, but with other people, too. Like, it's just just kind of talk to people the way that that you would expect until you get to know them and kind of feel out their how they're going to interact and with you. Otherwise, that's, I'm going to be like, you're rude, and I'll just blacklist you. You know, for as much as we've talked about social interaction more so, it's it's directly what drives the game and everything, as, of course, the reason we're talking about it so much. At least, I think you agree, I want to say in my opinion, but is it in our opinion that it drives the game? Yeah. Okay, so it's in it our opinion does. that it drives the game. I, I think a lot of people have issues when it comes to social interaction and not just like being shy or anxious or not knowing how to talk i think there's a lot of things that go into people's social interactions their ability to what they say their confidence their you know uneasiness there's a lot that goes into that and i think i could see those people wanting mercs but it doesn't fix your problem and it's not something that anyone just gets over and it's not like buying mercs is going to fix your problem for you and help you get over it. So you have to want to work through it. So I have to imagine a lot of people who play this and really enjoy the game, but struggle with that social interaction part, because for how much we've gone on with it, I'm sure there is someone listening who goes, look, I want it. I just have X, Y, Z. And 
you know, you have to want to work on that. It's a baby steps kind of thing. So if you struggle with that, if you were afraid of making friends or letting them down or, you know, whatever your issue is, there's a lot of things going on there. And it's, and I don't say issue negatively. Maybe I should say whatever your hang up or reservations are, yeah. you know, don't turn to Mercs or RMT or multi-boxing your way through the game as the solution to it because it's really not. And it, 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 it only avoids your problems and it only compounds your issues. And if you're not willing to deal with that, then you're not willing to look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, I, I can, I can agree with that. I mean, it, or at least, you know, I'll get yourself in the mirror and like see what you're really expecting to see. You know, this game, if, if you, if you work with this game and you work with other people and you go through the good experiences and the bad experiences, you really won't even realize how much that has changed you or impacted you or uh, affected your ability to speak well to others if you weren't able to. You know, there's a whole a range of things I could go on about there, but you get the point. You won't realize how far that has taken you by putting yourself out there, trying, etc. Uh, until one day in the future, you look back on the person you once were, that moment you stopped to do that because everyone stops randomly at one point in the day of one year to do that for a moment. They're reminiscing. Like reflection time. Yes, yes. You won't realize how incrementally if you keep sticking with trying to, you know, there's a lot of shitty people in this game and you have to be able to roll with the punches. There's a lot of great people in this game. So you have to be able to roll with the good and the bad here to get something that's unique that makes this game special. And the murking directly snuffs that out and that is that is why you know why spicy hate marking because it takes something special that you can't just buy and it really just kind of puts the pillow over its face a bit and makes it that much even if it's a little bit that much harder for anyone else to experience that yeah you do it for long enough it just won't wake up afterwards <laughs> that is true uh, yeah, you nailed it exactly, man. So we got uh, murder with pillows, you know, snuffing out. We got Joker-esque killing uh, mom with the pillow here. We got prostitutes. Anything else we want to throw? We got marriage. We got naked pics going around the game. We got drama. We got, we got the whole gambit cover this episode. So when are we getting our NC-17 rating? Uh, uh, I don't know. I already filed this as explicit. I mean, we don't get that much Apple traffic, probably because we are explicit. A very tiny portion of our traffic from people who care about us comes from apple Podcasts, probably because of that but you I know apple like nope fuck this oh if you say one bad word and you're not marked explicit if i say fuck and i'm not marked explicit and it's an apple that's it you're you're kicked off so yeah yeah i guess that's a safe rating then yeah and i i want to be able to say that once in a while there although this episode yeah. i've been pretty heavy on it yeah well i mean if you if you look at topics that are more energetic like this one um I suppose you're going to get a more energetic response out of it. So I can definitely, I can definitely see using a little bit more uh, crass language to describe our feelings on this. They're emphasizing words. If you're trying to convey emotion, emotion, as long as you're not, you know, being an unintelligent jack wagon, yeah. then they are great emphasizers to really try to like emojis. They help convey emotion after you say something better than just saying it. Especially if you uh, contrast it in such a way where it isn't always coming out of your mouth. Look at this guy's language lessons. Also, this podcast has everything. If you've watched the history of curse words on Netflix with Nicolas Cage, you'll learn a little bit about Wait. curse words. Wait, does that exist? Yes, it is. There's only five episodes, and Carrot had a big problem with the fact that they don't have, shall we say, the C word on there, but hopefully they make like a season two or... 
There's a lot more than five words, obviously. I mean, George Carlin said there were seven words at least. <laughs> oh, man, that sounds binge-worthy. It, it's pretty good. It's enjoyable. If you are drinking, it is definitely even better. But it, on its own, it's something that I could, you know, kind of get in bed and watch and fall asleep to. Very good. Very nice. All right, man. So back to, back to whatever we got to get back to here. So, I mean, multiboxing, we haven't covered extensively in this yet, have we? We've been talking about it as a means for murking an RMT, but not... So multiboxing, um, if you ask my LS and specific people in it, uh, there's <laughs> a certain way that people feel about when you multibox more than one character, right? And See? it has a huge negative con- connotation. You know, and notice the modifiers there, but just notice them. I'm not going to go. But uh, when you're when you're multiboxing, you're also shooting yourself in the foot in the same way um, as you are if you're like paying mercs. So the difference is, is that you are purely profiting from everything in front of you. And you're probably also not a new player if you're doing this. So I guess we can take it from that stance. And I like, you know, as I was interrupting you to kind of chime in while you were saying it, <laughs> I, I like, you know, notice it's more than one is, is anything one and less is okay. But if you multibox two or more, that's just crossing the line there, Buster, not in our link shell. Yeah. Because the leader does it. Yeah. And, you know, so, everyone is a hypocrite, Fox. Sorry to keep cutting you off. Everyone is a hypocrite, but you have to be able to say, hey, I am a hypocrite, and then really take it from there at that point instead of, like, moving the goalpost. So I'm just going to sound kind of exhausted and defeated on this particular topic because I actually like multiboxing, but I'm going to have to put another world's largest asterisk next to this. It's, I like multiboxing when you're playing solo because you have to, I guess, which is which is never actually always going to be the case. But I don't feel like you should ever multibox when you do have access to people like i i hate the whole concept of people running events like dynamis with like one party that's controlled by a single person and then like some other people and then it causes like weird issues within the link shell because one person is quote unquote doing the work of six where that's not actually true you're doing the work of one with five robots and you're also taking party slots away from other people who could be contributing and like maybe they're not the strongest but that's not the point like you don't need the strongest people ever to clear this content in this game guys you know, one of the biggest issues in Magnanimous before it ended was your leader and his multiboxing. It caused because they would want to lot things for their multibox, a job, a lot of things other people even wanted too. And it's like, why am I losing a lot to a guy who's not that person? I mean, why am I losing a lot to a mule? Why am I losing a lot to an alt? And it caused such problems and fighting between, especially to you know Murr and another guy um who he still hates to this day it caused such drama and fighting nothing i've never seen such a level of drama over a goddamn all but it's like you know you know people have a way of looking at things in a dichotomy uh there is no right and wrong they are subjective and they don't object they don't exist in the objective world they are, and it, it, things are more than just that uh, view that we've had since Aristotle of one or the other, that dichotomy. Things can both exist and not exist at the same time. You can be, you know, you can be for women's rights, but have uh, reservations about abortion. Not to do the political topics, but it's very easy to cover. You can be conflicted about certain things. 
yeah, you're just using that as an example. Yeah, right? I, I, you know, it's just, I just an example. I know it's 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 the first example I could think of, and I didn't want to stop and pause to think of something else. So you. you can things can exist and not exist at the same time. So for me, I've been doing Dynamis with Carrot, and we bring uh, the the Parsnip Mule because she has one. I don't have one. I don't want to make one. I'd never make one. I'd rather not do content. But since she has one, uh, we take it, and it makes the run not only more possible and enjoyable, but it's just us. We're not bringing other people. We're not, you know, we weren't going to bring other people anyway. So yeah, it's it's better than Kiltata, and it allows you to actually enter the content low man. Yes, exactly. So yeah, that to me is that's great. It enhances my enjoyment of the game and this and that. And it's it's something. It's a it's kind of a relationship kind of building thing between you and your partner. Anyway, so that is cool. But when you have people running around with five people and acting like they're really cool and making a YouTube channel and getting banned and you know that's a problem. And and back to the whole thing. And, and when you have an old link shell, it causes a problem and friction because. So, do you never want someone to level bar? Do you never want that person to be able to do anything besides have to focus on their mule? I mean, it, it's a real problem, and it kind of tries to. I mean, it's not a it's not as big of a problem as murking to me, but it, it tends to go hand in hand with it, and it tends to go hand in hand with cutting out, you know, the ability of link shells to. You know, well, we have to find someone now. I'm sure there's a bard out there that wants to come in, or a geo that wants to come in, and people don't bring them in because maybe they don't want to share drop. I don't know, but so I want to talk to both sides of this particular argument, actually. And I'll start out by saying, using dual boxers or even like two to three dual boxers is okay in a situation where you need to fill a role that isn't present. Like if you if you try to get a hold of someone who's going to play the geo or play that bard. And you you don't get anyone who can play that, but you have that alt, go ahead and bring them in because you want to make sure that, that your party works and you're still playing with other people, right? But if you have people that can fill that role, even somewhat decently, then just use those people instead. And that, that's kind of the stance that I have on, on the whole multiboxing thing. I think it's perfectly fine. Play with up to six people, but don't ever use it as an excuse to cut other people out because you want to profit. And there were times in my link shell where if we didn't have a geo or something and we, I would shout for it too. I would rather bring a person I could find than take that. But sometimes you wouldn't get ones that were good. I've had, sometimes I had a geo once we had to D2. It was so bad. The geo was so terrible. <laughs> they were actively a detriment to the runs of the point where we had to D2 them. It wasn't like they could just stand there and leech. We had to D2 them because they were just like aggroing stuff. But I'd rather That's take that. But there's plenty of times I've just taken, so, okay, who has a, a mule they can bring or something like that they can do this, someone that can roll on us beforehand and drop. You know, there's plenty of times that I've done that. And I think that's good. That helps the group do things. But I think everyone more so than in the past has gravitated towards this. The first answer is to bring this person, not a real person. That's my problem, multiboxing. So with multiboxing, though, and on that, that same vein of logic, um, when you're, whenever you bring another robot, that is one less character that can make a good decision um, is kind of my rule. So like, if you're bringing a white mage, for example, that's a robot, sure, that white mage may have the fastest cure in the West or when it comes to you know curing yellow HP, or maybe they can remove status ailments the fastest or whatever. Um, they're not going to be able to make a real triage decision based on actual playstyle. So you are actively hurting the party, and you're actually going to get better results out of a white mage that is not a robot, honestly. My favorite is when... And same, same goes for a bard and a geo, too. 
My favorite's yeah. when there'd be a bug and the white mage bot would start erasing constantly, or <laughs> every time someone changes gear, like a tank or something, and they go to from yellow and they're from their cast or something back to yellow, and they're not losing HP, and the bot keeps carrying them until it runs out MP. The most famous one is when people just bring their their alt geos in because they don't want to play the job. They love having the geo, and you'll notice that that geo only assists that person when put it, placing their bubbles. And for anyone who plays geo seriously, they know that they have to make real decisions when they put those bubbles in. So that's kind of it's it's not even close to cutting it. Sure, you may feel like you should benefit the most out of it, but it's not something that no, no. It's you're 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 actively doing a disservice to the group. The only way that that is actually making things better is if you couldn't get a geo to begin with, and that geo that you're bringing as an alt is better than Sylvia. Yeah, which is not hard. Yeah, because Sylvia is. If if not I hard. have the choice between King of Hearts and Sylvie, I will choose King of Hearts because. King of Hearts Dia 3 is 5% more potent than <laughs> Sylvie's Geo Frailty in Trust. Why not have both worlds and choose both? Yeah, if you, I'm saying if I had to choose between, but that's how weak Sylvie is. Yeah. And I that have her because it. she's great, but she's still really weak. Well, well, yeah, and I mean, and this kind of boils down to, you know, building that pro- party effectively too. Like, there are situations where you can get away with Sylvie as your main heal also, depending on how safe you are. So, I mean, it's the same thing is true about, like, the alts you're bringing in that are robots. Like, sometimes they'll do the trick, and then sometimes you're actively making it harder on everyone around you because there's no human playing that role. For everyone who dual boxes a bard, that's one less person that bard is healing effectively who uh, isn't the person playing it. So, Just as an example. So for anyone who's felt encouraged to build up jobs in a multi-box as a first resort, that should be a last resort. And I see people, too. Here's another thing. Who work on their multi-box instead of working on their main. So their main's somewhat lacking in subpar but their you know other one is geared up their geo is ready to go though an example of a person who does it properly is my buddy Hyden. um he often brings both of his characters to events but he often will only play one character and use the other as an emergency and really it's only if there's like he does a really good job of playing both the roles and he does a very good job of playing core and bard at the same time but he knows what he's supposed to do to effectively play it and we also know not to put a lot of responsibility on his bard per se. Like uh, if we look at a Dynamis run, for example, um, that's why I'll be sub black mage on Geo. Like I have no problem playing Geo sub black mage and Dynamis and being sleeping and uh, and stunning and stuff like that. And we kind of work around the fact that that exists. But in a six man situation, there's been plenty of times where we've either brought Haydn or his alt, but not both because we would rather just have him play one character and, and be way more effective at doing so. Just an example. Yeah, and I think that really kind of covers the multi-boxing because there's not too much to say about it. But to get back into the murking, since that's the main thing of this, what would you say to people, what are some arguments we could think of that are pro, hey, murking is good for me in my particular case and try to talk about those that you can think of? Aside the fact that you're the one doing it? No, say say I'm a player paying for mercs. How do I justify it? Like, hey, I needed this, you know, no link shell will take a new player, which is nonsense. You just you know, um, we are arguing against it. I, I think well, that's exactly it. I mean, I don't want to use it as an example because it's so silly. There, just because you're, mm, well, okay, I, well, let's stick with that because I'm going to play devil's advocate here now in a way that works. A social link shell is never going to get a player much. You might be able to play with someone and get some of the basic gear, which is what you should do. You can go on a social link shell and fight tier ones for Herc or Merlinic or whatever you're getting. Yeah. That's fine. You're not going to get an Ionic that way, but you shouldn't expect it that way. Um, but there's, you know, you're not going to be able to pick up a shell in the concierge or yell for a shell and just kind of get into anything. So maybe 
the devil's advocate here is okay. I'm buying for Mercs and I'm paying for Merking, you know, to get me things so that I can get into these shells and then then do other jobs in the future. So let's take it from there. Well, okay. So let's say you've done that, and let's say the shell you're in is what I'll call reputable. And what I mean by that is they don't engage in those activities. Everyone plays what you would expect White Knight legit to be, where like nobody is like you know botting or using extra third-party tools, stuff like that. Though basically the ideal my shell wants to be. Right? No windower. So, well, I'm not going to go down the grain. <laughs> Um, I'll have the stance that I've always had where it's required in this current state. You should. Now, um, what I'm saying, though, is that if you're somebody who's partook in all these things to try to fit in with this particular group, the group itself that has these requirements is probably going to have a certain standard to the point where if you aren't performing this up to the same level as your gear, you're probably going to get called out and it's probably not going to be a good time, totally honest, unless they all have done the same thing you've done and everyone just has that awkward community silence within that group where you all know each other have bought gill and paid mercs but you all don't openly talk about it with each other even though it'd be perfectly acceptable because that's your your community at that point you know i had people i had people that would send me tells even when my shell kind of stopped doing things for a while i still got them of people being like i heard you have an endgame shell can i join and (laughs) oh it would happen all the time i was surprised i'm like who is spreading this rumor but (laughs) Uh, it would just be like all these people wanted to join the shell. And I imagine that might be a problem going around the community is no one's making link shells or finding the people to fill them properly, but there's plenty of link shells at the same time. Kind of like a kind of like a where's Waldo of what the hell is going on with everyone not finding the ball's not going in the hole here. The the peg's not going in the hole. They're not they're not getting where they're supposed to be, even though they're doing what they're supposed to do. There seems to be a disconnect between yeah. a large segment of the population. They want a shell. Uh, the shells that are recruiting don't want, you know, because when I recruited too, I didn't want newer players. I wasn't a new player shell. I was a, we do Divergence Wave 3, we do Aonics, we do this. We don't need a guy who, you know, doesn't have any weapons. It wasn't even Rima weapons. It was like a guy who's not really geared up, who's not, well, I don't want to have to babysit this guy, you know? So I, I think there's a lot of people like that. Like, you're going to have people who show up like that, but it also depends on, like, what kind of job they're going to try to be, I, I guess. Because if, if you think about it, it's a lot easier to take someone who's set on the support role than someone who's set on being a DD. Because as someone who organizes a group, what are you going to do with that, with that honestly subpar DD at that point? A lot of them are DDs. A- exactly. Well, most people aspire to be DDs in this game for some reason. It's a lot of them. But It's a lot of DDs yeah. compared to other jobs. I mean, that's true. That's true. But but let's let's look at it this way from like a party building standpoint. Um, if you are joining a shell that's already established in what they do, um, and you're just a DD, right? Um, you're not adding a lot of dynamics to that group. So what can you do that the rest of the people in that group don't already do with their group, right? So if you end up in a party with them, a lot of times you get cast out into this awkward party that could either be full of alts, or maybe you just don't have enough buffs because you could have been the bard providing those buffs in that group, or the core providing buffs in that group. But you just are there as an Ark Knight or a Samurai for some reason. So the established people are getting buffs, but you may not necessarily be. And that's because you just want to fit in with this group and say that you're a part of it with other people, like maybe in pickups or something. It's like, yeah, I clear wave three, blah, 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 or however you want to feel that you're cool, right? Um, but you're not really building up any rapport with that group, I guess is, is kind of... True, true. And I think that's the the biggest detriment to just like speed running your way there. Um, I'll use the newest 
person in uh, in Myling Shelf, for example, um, I'm notorious for not letting people into lock style. I will straight up say we're not recruiting. Um, I will straight up just say no to people because I don't want to deal with carrying yet another person who's just going to grab some loot real quick because we can generate it and then just bail. Um, I don't want that. Um, but Kakoa managed to get in because I told Murr, basically, he needs to start letting people in because I never will. And we do want to start helping people. And uh, that's the unanimous between me and Murr. Like, we want to, to do stuff for people again. And we let this Kakoa guy in, and he's been a great guy so far. But one of the best things about him is that he is willing to do all of the different roles. He wants to learn all of the different roles in the game. And he'll come as what we'll need him to come as to events to fill those slots in the party. Whereas if he was just a DD, it would just kind of be awkward. And I don't think he would have quite as much fun with us as, you know, he currently gets. And I know I'm shouting him out a lot in here, but he, he's doing a, a great job uh, at serving as an example of what we're talking about, actually, because he's doing everything legit. You know, Carrot gets very upset with me that I don't have any support jobs or whatever, and she gets mad at me for that. <laughs> you don't have any... I get upset with you, too, when we try to do stuff. Hey. <laughs> I can be one of five jobs if we don't Unless count pup one of out. four jobs and I will be one of those jobs in that role or I will not go and I've played yeah, for a long time so I can do that I have that luxury people don't have that luxury like I do and they need to not try to well, have that luxury so fast maybe they can also just accept that they're not gonna go sometimes I mean not everyone has to be included all the time um like if there's a situation where, like, let's say I'm white mage, I don't want to sit there with five DDs and watch them underperform. Whereas in, in a situation where, like, a single DD and like a bunch of buffers would succeed, and notice I'm saying DD generally, like I'm not even saying a Rima DD or a specific kind of DD. Like, though the roles are fairly interchangeable. Like, you can build dynamic groups with different kinds of jobs and still get the same result, but you have to have the flexibility to begin with. And when and when you're paying people just to rush to the end game, just to be a DD, thinking that you're going to get red carpet treatment, just know that there's like a long line of DDs in front of you that are not only already established, but they've already either done what you've just done or gotten there legit and are far superior DDs than you. So I would say that while yes, it's frustrating as a player who's trying to break into this game and you may see murking as an, you know, an easy way in if you, hey, I get the stuff and people will want me. I don't think it's a real solution because if you were really trying to find a shell, and I'm not just saying you can shout in game, that's a good thing to do. I mean, yeah. well, with, sometimes it is a good thing urge. to shout in game. But there's no nothing that stops you from going on auction house and making a thread. And I bet you if you made a thread and were patient and waited like a <laughs> few days if it wasn't there and bumped it, like maybe wait a week. You know, that's a bit of a while, but maybe wait like four days and then bump in and say, uh, I still haven't gotten a shell. I'm working on this right now. And then put some updates in every like four days. If you're playing the game that often, if you're not, make them longer. I guarantee you someone will see that and you will find a shell and you might, you know, like it. But you have to, Oops. you have to like actually try because you can't just be like, okay, group appear. Oh, look, friends. You know, but you can do exactly that. Like, what's stopping people from showing up to the Link Shell Concierge? I mean, I showed up at, in the Concierge, and it's kind of annoying that you can only pick one a day. That's that's a annoying drawback. But I haven't played with AOE the Toilet. But when they talk in Shell, I feel like if I was a new player playing with them, I could have some fun. And that was a random Concierge yeah. Shell. There you go. Like, you don't even need to make thread posts or shout. All you have to well, do if is you just want, roll up to if, any category of Shell you want to join. If you join want a serious Shell, yeah. 
a shell that at least has potential, not just a social concierge shell. Well, you're not going to join this game and immediately join a serious shell and get a serious result. Not, not saying they just joined the game. Maybe they have a 99. Maybe they've capped their job points. Hopefully they didn't buy them. Maybe they capped their job <laughs> points. And maybe they have, you know, okay gear and they can do some things. Yeah. That's the point where you'd want to break into a shell that will be doing harder content. Generally, it's always endgame content. There's no like, there's no middle ground shells. It's social shells or endgame shells. There's like nothing in between, that's really. True, so that's, I think people are caught in the in between is why they turn to murking a bit. And if they really kind of, put more effort into it than they are by standing there paying someone because you had to go get the gill what are you doing um i don't know even even endgame shells have people who want to do stuff in their downtime too like i mean if you happen to get into one of those shells you can always find someone to help it out because i'm one of those people like if if i i play final fantasy endgame when i'm not helping people meaning that i'm just standing around in town and whatever idol set i'm in until someone sends me a tell or gets hold of me on discord and there are other people like me like just Sometimes you can join shells, not expecting to do content with, you know, the main group doing the main thing, but still being able to hang out with people and build those social relationships until you're ready to go. I had that in my shell, actually, and it was great. It was sometimes a problem because they want to break in a little too early. But my shell was a combo of social shell of players who were never coming to endgame because they just sit around fighting some obscure thing or doing missions. And Endgame Shell, it was like, I had both people. It was kind of great. I wish more shells were like that, where they would let people in. But they had, I would stipulate the people, you can have a pearl, but you are not coming to Endgame events. You're welcome to stay. You're welcome to hang around. We want to talk. People might help you. uh, But you're going to have to work on yourself. And then if, you know, there's room for you or whatever, then you can come. I can applaud that when it works. But actually, Lockstyle started out doing that. And we actually had to make another shell for this for the social lower end side of things because there were too many people like trying to sneak their way into events who yeah. were ready to go to them. It's tough. And you, yeah. you it's tough. Yeah, we had to split into two shells in order to accommodate that. Are there any other arguments you yeah. can think of that people could use to justify murking besides the I, if they say it doesn't I hurt anything, think, I think we've covered that. Honestly, I I can't think of anything that can justify people to be honest. Because and, and I say this because I've never bought anything. And it's not just me being a merc either. I've never bought anything. And I basically came back from zero because all of my gear is completely outdated in 2017 from 2012. And I just worked my way back up to where I am right now. Like, like I, I, I can't justify it because I've actively played this game without using it. It's See, no detriment. Like I had no trouble. That might be a gross simplification for certain. Not for you. You're, you're I agree. You're capable. It's a gross simplification. But, um... There's a lot of times a lot of times I've seen maybe more years passed before things were as, you know, things feel very comfortable now for anyone to run in and do any content. Malignance has trivialized a lot of things and didn't exist before. Yes. You know, the advent of gear creep and things like that have made it a lot more trivial. But um before that, something I noticed a lot, I can't I'm not around a lot now. I'm around always, but I'm not around. <laughs> Everywhere and nowhere. Yes. So things can and cannot be at the same time. Um, It would be, I'm going to use someone as an example, Captain Rafus. Yes, we did tease him and call him Captain Rapist. Wow. Yes, he was in our, yes, he was in our shell. And yes, him murking was a ticket to be ostracized out of the link shell. 
because his friends played in our shell, my shell, when it was a thing, and then he was part of that as being one of their friends by proxy, came in, et cetera, et cetera. He, to this day, even when he comes on, I saw him recently, I hadn't seen him for a while, murking tier ones in Ryzen Jima. And we may think that's, you laugh because it's ridiculous, but there were these new players trying to get gear, and it's, you know, if I say they don't know better, it's because they don't, but it takes time in this game to kind of grab full concepts and you know a lot of people don't want to read the wiki and just want to play the game and they'll struggle and bash their head until it bleeds into that metaphorical wall and he will sell to those people it only costs you like two mil to get a piece of herc why not it's the same as buying off the auction house right uh and we covered that but the argument would be I'm struggling so hard. I can't beat it. I just want someone to help me. I'm just paying them to help me. You know, that kind of, I'm kind of getting into the, I, I had to better phrase it before I started the, the rapist part of it. I kind of lost my phrasing. I had that. Yeah, that, that could kind of dark and weird real quick. I, 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 see, I enjoy dark humor. So someone might have been yeah, repulsed by that, but Captain Rapist, A plus humor in my book. That's good, man. Uh, Even better because they're. So for the. People who think that they need to buy, and I know you're just using it as an example, right? But they're just struggling to learn the game, is what I'm saying. They're struggling to do the content because all they have to do is group up with other people who might be slightly better geared than them. And as long as you have a decent party composition, which is why we're saying the things we say in this podcast, like I guess I can't assume that everyone will listen to us. Obviously, even if they're under gear with a good composition, that'll that'll make all the difference. that's exactly what I'm saying. Because, I mean, if you can solo it with trusts, trusts are undergeared, guys. Like, you are more powerful than a trust, hopefully. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, not even hopefully. That That is generally going to be true. Uh, even if you are wearing 119 Sparks gear, you are more powerful than a trust. So maybe you can group up with someone who's slightly stronger than you. But again, build those social ties. You don't need to pay someone for something that you can do with two other people. It, I, I think it's just laziness, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. And it's kind of like, you know, what'd you have for breakfast this morning, Fox? Uh, you had nothing. There you go. Yeah. So it's a matter of people put effort into certain things. And, you, you know, you would. my immediate thought is, well, why would you be so lazy in something you're trying to have fun in? Why are you not putting effort into something you're paying to put effort fun into? Yes, well, you're paying the, to do this, so you would want to put effort into something that you're trying to get something out of. It, it, this is the way my mind works. If I'm paying to do something that I want something out of, I have to put a certain amount of effort into that. Otherwise, I'm not going to get what I want. You know, that that's right. my thought process, and not everyone does that. But when we call it lazy, there's a lot of ways that translates in life. Like, you didn't eat breakfast this morning. Were you lazy? Uh, actually, I was a man-child and got up at like 1 p.m. Ah, oh, well, you know. I made breakfast. I mean, this morning. That's, that's lazy, kind of. Make breakfast every morning, but it doesn't make me better. It's the most important meal of the day. It's not the most important meal of the day. It is just the most enjoyable meal of the day, in my opinion. Fair. But I, 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 the reason I say it's lazy is because a lot of times those people haven't failed against those NMs over and over. They're and over not trying before they try to pay. For it. A lot of times they're just assuming the content is too hard and not trying to at least gauge what that metric truly is. And that's the part where it's lazy. It's like, why do you pay to play this game just to pay someone else to play it for you? And it's like the the number one um, comment that a lot of people who are like us have to say about why people shouldn't use mercs. Um, and it's actually very true because 
I, I, I just can't personally fathom what enjoyment they're getting out of watching someone else completely crush something. It's, it's fun is subjective. You're right. Uh, fun is absolutely subjective. I, and I don't understand that part of it. I, I mean, I guess I'm not a good foil for this part of the conversation. Because I was just throwing it right back at you. You're absolutely right, though. I mean, that's the conundrum we're both going to run into is we are never going to understand what's going on with them because we're not in that spot. We at least get off our asses and go do something. And then if we fail, maybe we find another way to go about it. And and in that part of it, I can I can sort of understand why someone would then want to pay for it, because maybe they think they need that gear to get that gear, which in itself is its own paradox. It's incorrect. But you have to try first to know what you can or can't do on your own. Like you, you sometimes you have to fall in order to learn how to walk. And it is a natural part of life. People have to fail to succeed. No one goes through life never failing. So it's not, you know, maybe someone has an aversion to failing, but I mean, it's a part of life. So it's not like, it's not like, you know, we're both trying to like be fair about this, but you will fail. That is going as a guaranteed, you will fail. So. Yeah. I've told stories on, this podcast about fail that should never have been but like hi my name is like, ryan I, yeah spicy fails on the regular no <laughs> i i meant in a general sense of me being in, in existence kind of like it was a dark kind of yeah, i know man <laughs> so <laughs> i know we could probably just keep going on but i think we've covered the gist and the breadth of this topic i don't want to just, just keep rambling on about it at this point as, as fun as that is yeah well, this episode doesn't, it shouldn't provide an answer for these things. It should instead make people think about some of the choices that maybe they've made or that they, they think they're going to make later. Or that others kinda, make. Yeah, and, 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 and kind of figure out for themselves based on this context, like what maybe they should do about it, you know? Try to show people what the light is. It's just whether or not they want to, you know, use it. It helps stuff. start a dialogue and social conversation, which I don't know why I'm saying social. I meant to say interaction and just social wanted to say conversation. Conversation and interacting with people and the way you speak to others and what you speak about when you talk about this topic and the way that we're talking about it, it creates sort of when an opinion spreads it helps encourage certain mindsets. So when people talk about it, if they talk about it in the way we are to other people, and this dialogue occurs between people, because I don't think people, they just do it right now. It's like, oh, I can buy this? Cool. You know, there's a lot of people in a vacuum playing this game. And if this is a dialogue that occurs more often, it will be more wide. Because a lot of people post on Reddit especially, hey, I'm returning, da 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 If... It is more understood to all these new players asking things that this is the way it is. Someone will post it somewhere or something. It'll gain traction if this is the way it is. Popular opinion, which is what I was reaching for there, popular opinion will help shape the way we interact in this game and we can curtail uh, the, the whole thing of murking here that I think is a entirely negative influence on the community and its longevity in the game that we all claim to enjoy. Yes. And that's that's kind of what I was talking about earlier too. Is that the, the popular opinion that uh, the not just listening to the vocal minority, but you know, changing the actual opinion overall to help influence those people who influence is kind of the, the key to to beating this problem. Yeah. So this is you know one of the many times now we've run into not having a topic because we had one, something happens, guests fall through, can't do it, and other times you just haven't had one, but that doesn't happen too often. Usually we have one lined up. I don't let a whole week pass and be like, well, three hours, uh, what are we going to do? <laughs> but 
I think the comments for this, we've been gaining steadily more people on Discord. I watch um, our statistics for these things. Fox, you can log into it. He has, I don't know if you know you have that info, Fox, to log into everything. I sticky it. Uh, yeah, I know. I know you gave it to me, but but um, I'm. I share I'm it with you. So yeah, I'm less good at administrating those things, honestly. It's just kind of like looking at it. It's kind of like watching uh, herbs grow. We have an herb garden, so it's kind of like watching like little plants bud and grow, and it's just kind of like one of those things. Yeah, like I can analyze data and like talk about trends and stuff as we find it. It is cool to see that you know we've we've grown steadily. Yeah, That's we've been growing uh, surely but steadily, and. It's been picking up. I think it's exponential. So at one point, I think we might just kind of like spread more. But as we spread more and more people listen, I think now this topic especially will gain some comments and and things like that and feedback. And if we'll obviously can talk about the next video, but if it creates enough of a topic or people suggest topics in general, or there's feedback that would take quite a long time to get into, uh, it'd be something that I would kind of like, since I administer those things, that's me, I guess. I would record it and then save it and then talk about it in the future if we needed a topic or something, if there's enough of a feedback that yeah. creates a certain thing. And like, you know, if you don't want your name mentioned, I generally don't. I mean, I mention names a lot on this podcast. I can't say that. Um, I do it more than you, you do. Uh, no, I call, I, I call I people out more stories. than. But I, mm-hmm. I think I said the person at the comment today, I think I said his name. I liked his name is why I said it. But I usually <laughs> I usually say like we have a viewer who said this, or if you don't want anything said, just say you don't want it said, uh, your name or whatever, remain anonymous. That's cool. But yeah, leave us feedback, post in the threads. You could we don't have a thread in auction house. Fox didn't post one for the blue video. I thought it would I liked that video a lot. I thought it would have been a good video to put out there and 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 get people into. But um, leave feedback and and we'll make you a part of this, of course, if you want to be. And I think that would help with topics in the future. Is what I was getting at. I think. Yeah, the social recluse I am kind of avoids posting things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I can't I can't put it on you. I am the person who removed himself from that place. Yeah, I wasn't going to bring that up, but yeah. Uh, you know, if that sounds wishy-washy, it's not. I'm happy to be there. It's kind of like when you have a drinking problem and you take away the alcohol. Uh, that's a whole other thing. But, <laughs> um. You know, I'm just happier not dealing with the people there because there's a certain point where you get into it with certain people and I will cross that line and just taking me away from it's never fruitful to talk to King Nobody or other jerks there. So taking me out of that, I am happier not to be there. Although it keeps me from spreading, you know, things like this, you know, like, hey, what do people think? We're really actually interested in this. It's important to us and we like to talk about it and we have fun doing this. So be part of the fun we're having. You know, it takes me out of doing that, but overall, whatever. Yeah, I'd say that's the reason we put that at the end is, is of these uh, podcasts is just to make sure people know to to talk to us. And like, if you have some sort of like apprehension to do so, or, you know, maybe you think your, your comment's stupid or something like that. It's not the case. Like anyone can, should be able to say anything and you never know what kind of dialogue that that's going to actually spark. And it could be hugely beneficial. Like you guys could think of some stuff that would never think of. Oh, they, um, they we do. definitely want to make sure that's open for people. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. And we definitely want to make sure that that's open for people to know that they can, you know, have a voice in. Because this game is about a community experience. It's not a spicy and fox experience. And even if you are trolling, because you said everyone knows no stupid things. There are stupid things. Uh, and there uh, are bad comments. Yeah. Like, the, like the, if you say something that's a good enough of a troll, like, um, the cat is screaming right now. And it's, I'm, that poor cat. Um... 
if you say something like, oh, I can't imagine getting this high to do a podcast with Spicy, that's just oh, good yeah. enough that we can respond with the industrial model of airplane glue or whatever. You know, we, we can run with that. But if you're just saying like, oh, fuck you guys, like put a little more effort into it. I will appreciate the trolling if you can put a little, a little into it. And then even then you're a part of it and it's not a bad comment. But if you're like on auction house again, if I got to go back to that, if you're like a Nova posting a meme, I would absolutely just rip into that guy because his memes are horrible. Stop it. They're bad. Get your hands off the keyboard. Especially, I think this is the the reason this right here, this specifically is why people think I huff glue to. to (laughs) Dude, have you seen that guy's memes? They just, when you see someone who's not funny over and over again, you're just kind of like, is the joke that you're not funny? I mean, what's the joke? I don't know. I, I don't buy into that. Like I'm impossible to troll. I know that's just invite inviting people to to you know attempt it, but feel free. I don't. I get antagonized in how stupid it's like, dude. I want it to be funny because you because you post like I like memes. Everyone likes memes, but when someone They're just great. spams just garbage memes and it's all they post is memes, it's like okay, this is your thing because you do the thing. Step up your game. And you ignore them forever, but like whenever you're in a thread and you're trying to talk and then this guy pops in and just says stupid shit, it's like the ultimate form of continually building up trolling. It's like eventually you say something. I mean, you can block him, yes, but eventually, eventually you just get to the point where you tell him to fuck himself. It's like, dude, you're not funny. Fuck off. And then, and then you get in trouble because you keep telling people to fuck off and then, hey, hi, I'm me. You know, I never thought that we would have this kind of classy tangential end to uh, this, this, this active episode. Yes, 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 yes. It's it is a, a tangential end. It's pretty stellar. I am very patient, but after a while, Clearly. when certain people keep saying things, especially when they're like charged in a certain manner, not, not memes anymore, but just like charged in a certain manner, and they just keep saying things, you kind of just like, you know, you mouth up and then that's it. I guess. So anyone who likes us, email us at wtfinvanadeal at gmail.com. We haven't gotten fan mail in a while. I liked our first fan mails. They were great. Read them on here. Maybe that's why no one sends them now. Who knows? But send them, please. And if you're on the Discord, uh, keep asking questions about that, too, uh, about mechanics and stuff. Um, I am all about answering them. Uh, make sure they're in the right section so they don't get lost, of course. Um, you know, you can start conversations in general. And, uh, you know, keep an eye on my lab. I may not necessarily post a lot of stuff in there, but I have a pretty interesting project that I'm running right now on shield block rates uh, for Paladin for those who are interested. So I figure I might as well, you know, plug some aspects of the Discord that people may not necessarily uh, interact with. Yeah, I wake up sometimes and see your stuff in there. Last time I woke up, you had, uh, like, the level of shield block you would have with, um, like, certain levels of content and listed out the levels of the content. Yeah, I was like, theoretical. Wow combat yeah. skill ratings and how you should gear for them because it's an important part of the block formula and if people can nail that and that's kind of what i'm reverse testing for now that martel gave me that list of mob levels i can kind of put an educated guess as to the combat skill of those 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 things if we can if we can work that backwards we can actually figure out what the true combat skill ratings for these for these mobs are and that's hugely beneficial to paladins in specific so that's the thing yeah discord's getting more popular i'm very happy with it and i for do sure. post things in there that we don't even talk about here and can't because they're drama related or just food <laughs> i i like food so because, I because food. i'll get upset with spicy yes well I, I i'm one thing in myself but we do have to have a little more you know poise than you know bringing ourselves down to playing other people's games true that's my problem is i i will drag anyone down with me i have no problem dragging you down to the gutter and we'll 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 hang out there you know and that's why i get in trouble yep
So that's it. Thank you, Fox. I had a good time. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Wesley.